0: Welcome to Drinking from the Garden Hose. I'm Obi. Of course, I'm here with Ed. You can get this podcast wherever you get your podcasts, including Spotify, Google, and Apple Podcasts. Make sure you like us, rate us, give us comments, and do me a favor share us with your friends and remind them that it's okay because half the charm is that we suck. Really, all the charm is that we suck.
1: <laughs> Don't we, Ed? How are you? Uh- I'm doing well tonight, uh, Ovi. I, I, I do think that the charm is that we suck, but uh, we've made it to episode five, and uh, I gotta I to gotta, I gotta complain about getting old. <laughs> and I know, I know this whole show is about us being cranky old men in training, but I'm not so sure I'm in training for the old part. I am just getting old, and it's catching up to me, you know, uh, waking up at you know 6 a.m. on the weekends. And not being able to fall back to sleep. Falling asleep at 10 o'clock on a Friday night because I'm tired. That's getting old. Uh,
0: to me, the, the injuries that you've sustained for no reason. And, and the only way that the bad knee heals is that the shoulder starts to hurt more. And you're like, oh, forget my knee. Now my shoulder hurts. And the shoulder heals up because you twist an ankle. Just walking across the street. Oh, yeah. Getting old is is, is the worst. And then you can't see anything. Your arms are too short. You end up getting readers. You're on readers.com. Like, do I need the blue lenses? What do I need here?
1: So I got my readers here, too. And I think that is probably the worst part about getting old as, as a man. Uh, you know, my wife started wearing readers uh, a couple years before I did, and I refused to because I, I thought I saw really well. Saw people at work go to the readers. And one day, I just grabbed my wife's readers just for the heck of it and put them on. And I was blown away with how crisp the letters on the page were. I didn't realize over time they all got blurry and that's not normal. Yeah. I remember my wife was ahead of me too. And she'd give me things.
0: And for like three or four years, I could still read them. And now I can't. And so now she gives me things. And of course, she's old too. So her readers are on top of her head. And she's like, can you read this? I'm like, well, can you give me your glasses? because now it's already in my hand and I'm not going to say no, I have to keep them stored around the house because I don't know where I'm going to be when I need them because I can never remember to keep them on me. So it's crazy.
1: Yeah. So so, so you're right, Obi. So the first thing comes is to actually use them, right? And then I think that the next part of acceptance is actually having, like you did, multiple pairs because you need them around the house and you don't want to go chasing them. And I'm, I'm at that level, too. I have multiple pairs. I have a, 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 one near my workstation, one near my, my dinner table, one near my bed. But I think the next level, and I haven't gotten to it, but it happens. Other guys have gotten there, is actually you know, not around my neck, but actually carrying them with me. Like, so, for example, you go out to dinner, and the menu comes, and immediately, oh, damn, I forgot my glasses. Because you're screwed when the menu comes, right? And then you're at a table with a bunch of other old guys. And they all pull their readers out, and you're like, damn, I'm such a rookie. You know, for,
0: I got two things on that. Number one, I'm honestly considering getting a monocle to be what I carry around with me just because it just seems easier to carry But the other thing is you're looking at these menus now, and they won't even give you a menu. You've got to look at the menu on your phone because you've got to scan some QR code and look at the menu on your phone, which, of course, doubles your need for the readers because it's on your phone, not your iPad or your computer screen.
1: Yeah, so I'm glad you brought that up because that that is one of the worst things that came out of COVID was this QR menu, right? And now um, some of the places are getting rid of them and they're going back to regular menus, but some are still sticking with them. And to your point, at first you think it's great because, oh, it'll be on my phone, I'll just zoom in. Well, then you only get to see one word at a time and trying to scroll through a whole menu because it's basically a PDF on your phone it's ridiculous, and then you lose your spot because you scroll too far. Then you scroll, and it, like, then by that time, the waitress is at your table going, "Do you know what you want?" I'm like, "Do I know what I want? I want a bigger phone." <laughs> not, not only that, but like I went out and I was at a place. I'm like, "I'll take you know whatever
0: I ordered," and of course, she says to me, "What happened? What do you want?" I didn't see the sides on the menu. I forgot to check. I'm like, "What well, sides?" And then you're like, well, I guess I'll just ask you Because that's what I'll do What sides do you have? Like, I'm an idiot, didn't read it on your menu Because you know that's happened in the past And you go, oh, okay And then she goes, to on page two And you're like, oh, thank you I'll take the potatoes
1: or whatever it's going to be Yeah, you know the other thing I hate about these QR menus Is at least when you have a menu It's in front of you You always forget what you're getting by the time she comes over Then you order, but you always pick the menu back up Well, the problem on the phone is I always close out of the phone, so then she comes back over, and now I'm screwed. Now I either have to go do the QR code again, or I just have to fake it. So, I, you know, listen, COVID sucks, but if we can get rid of these QR menus, I, I, I'm going to be a happy man for it, for sure. That that
0: they got to go, and of course, the other thing you're always using the QR. Like I don't know, with COVID sucking, I'm more likely to go out to eat to a restaurant when I'm on vacation anyway. So now, I wanna, now I'm dressed up a little bit. I'm like, oh, I'm on vacation with my wife. And neither of us brought our glasses. We can't see the menus. and we're trying to, We don't know where we are. It's just, it, It's got to go. They, they have to not keep – although I do say they are now adding the QR code to the bill as well so you can pay directly from your phone, but they don't take Apple Pay on half the sites to send you to. So it don't help me.
1: Oh, and by the way, let me tell you one last thing on this, and then uh, I got something for you on vacations. The bill. Okay, let me just tell you. With eyesight, the bill is the worst. It comes trying to read what the total was so that you can write the tip. The freaking lights are off in the restaurant. You can't see crap. I don't know. I bet you I've probably filled out bill, multiple bills incorrectly over the past year and a half because I can't see crap. I'm writing the wrong tip amount. I'm adding it wrong. And it's not because I'm not good at math. It's because I can't see crap. And so... That is, that is, that's the worst, trying to pay your bill. It, the eyes hurt. And you know what? And the biggest problem, I've never done this, or maybe it's getting old. In the last year and a half, I have left my credit card at three different restaurants. And I'm convinced it's because I was focused on trying to read the damn bill that I forgot to take my credit card back out. Either
0: that or next week we'll be talking about memory loss. I mean, what, what yeah, is it,
1: could, it could be that. So let me let's talk about some old stuff here vacations, you mentioned vacations, So I just got back from a vacation. And uh, fortunately, I was able to go away with, with my family. So my, my parents also went. And I, my dad and my mom were like, hey, you want to ride with us? I'm thinking, hey, if I'm I going to save a couple hundred miles on my car, sit back and relax, we'll do it. But what I didn't realize is, you know, when you don't drive your own car, you don't have control over the music. And I had to listen to my parents. I told them that must have been the 40s or 50s. They tried to tell me it was the 60s. But this stuff, Obi, it was pure torture. Well, you know,
0: that is something that generation after generation after generation has to deal with. Uh, You got to listen to your kids' music and they got to listen to yours. I'm going to knock wood here. My kids somehow got beaten into my music. But I see other kids, or I'll go with other parents, and like their kids will be like, hey, how about, and I'm like, what the heck? Or other, or other people's parents who are my age, and you're right. I'm like, you know what? Uh, I don't want to listen to Frank Sinatra anymore. I, I don't want to listen to Elvis anymore. I'm done. I'm done. Can you at least get me 73,
1: 74, a little bit, some Zeppelin, anything, please? But, over here's the kicker. I remember growing up when I was a teenager, I thought my parents listened to cool music. I actually listened to it as well. The Rolling Stones, Zeppelin, you know, there was some Aerosmith. There was some good stuff there. But what they had on, I, I, so I used to think it was just a generational thing. Now I'm thinking as you get even older, you start liking even older music. Like, So I'm still stuck, and I, and I said I would never do this when I was a kid. I said I would never become my parents. But I'm still stuck listening to Guns N' Roses and Metallica and 80, I have the 80s song you know uh, station on my on my car so I have become my parents but what I haven't done is started listening to even older music like I noticed my parents are doing so I guess my kids are screwed <laughs> So here's what I think it is this is a, a few years ago I was
0: I would be uh, when I was getting uh, my degree my uh, master's I would drive up to school and they would have on like the top 20 from whatever decade or whatever year. And I promise you, if I was under five, when that came out from 20 to 10, I only knew one or two of the songs like this, because it was before my time and they were top 40 songs, but they weren't top 10 songs. And it wasn't until they got to the top 10 that I knew all the songs. So I think what goes on is that's probably how it is for us. Like we know the, biggest bands and then the smaller bands, we know they're great number one hit, but not even the greatest hits. And then when we get in the car with our parents or our kids get in the car with us, we're like, not only are we are listening to Guns N' Roses, but we're listening to My Michelle of Guns N' Roses. And my kids <laughs> are like, wait, that song was never even released. What is that song? I know Welcome to the Jungle and I know Paradise, but My Michelle, what, what are you talking about? And that's, I'm guessing that's the experience that they were having, our kids have, and then our grandkids will have with our kids, you know? Does that make sense? Do you think that holds any water?
1: Yeah, maybe we were listening to deep tracks. Yeah. But either way, it was a long car ride. It was a long oh, car ride. But but I'll tell you something. I did get to do something cool while I was on that vacation. I was up in Lake Placid, and they have this new uh, mountain coaster over at the bobsled track, where the 1980 bobsled was, and they built this mountain coaster, And it follows the old bobsled track. So you go down this thing, and you pin it. You just fly. And I I kid you not, the thing I was thinking about as I was getting on this was the alpine slide at Action Park. Oh, boy. Now, back in the day, the young kids don't know this, but back in the day, Action Park was the greatest water-slash-amusement park that was known to man ever. Ever.
0: I mean, I'm sure some of the people listening to us uh, who are a little younger have seen the Class Actions uh, Park, uh, Class Action Park uh, special. And it doesn't do it justice because it only talks about how crazy it was, but it doesn't focus on how much fun it was. I went to Action Park usually twice a summer. Like, getting wounded at Action Park was how you started your summer and how you ended your summer. Like, we were talking earlier how you got old. No, you get hurt at Action Park. That hurt for two days, and it was just like, yeah, more war, wounds war to start my summer. Uh, fell off the Alpine side at least twice. Still have a scar on my arm here. Now, if I couldn't go, if the person in front of me on that wasn't going full speed, they got hit, and they got rammed <laughs> into it. was it, stranger or otherwise. Like, if you don't have the guts, get off the ride. Um, there was this loop the loop slide, which was never open, which I heard was never actually ever open, but you're always like, the stories on it. They put people on there. They died. They broke their back.
1: You find so out... So, Obi, Obi, the best thing about that class action uh, park uh, documentary on HBO Max was that all the legends you heard about the, the park were actually true. So going back to that cannonball loop-de-loop slide, it was always closed every time I was there too, right? Yeah. But then you hear the stories that they actually put people down that and they lost teeth and then people went down behind it, got cut up by the teeth that were stuck in the side of the slide, right? Or you hear, I always heard that people died in the wave pool, right? And right. then you find out people actually died in the wave pool. I never heard somebody died on that alpine slide, though. I know a lot of people fell off the the alpine slide and got, you know, road rash going down the slide because you're always in your bathing suit. Yeah. It might happen to my mother, it happened to you. Uh, so that that was crazy, but the alpine... There was nothing better than the danger that came with that alpine slide. None at all. I mean, that was – you knew
0: that you could fall off that ride. So you had to be like, am I going to go full blast or not? Like, like you get on a roller coaster, and you're just like, yay, it's scary. But you're like – they say don't raise your arms. like, no, my arms are fine up here because they wouldn't do it. But Action Park didn't care. I remember the first year they had their Whitewater Rapids ride. I got into the tube – and I've gone to real Whitewater rapids, but this thing launched me out of my tube, and I landed in some other tube. It was crazy. It was insane. We had, and of course, we had so much fun. And my, uh, I, yeah, go ahead. You no, know, my brother used to go to Tarzan, and it was really cold. And then you're, like, freezing when you hit the water. My brother was telling and you know, we were just talking to my kids about Action Park. My brother was like, no, I was one of those guys who almost died in there. I knew it was cold, and still, I got so shocked when I landed in the water. I couldn't swim for a second or two. I was
1: just a good enough swimmer to get myself out of there. But it was true. So, they were all. I have a scar also, Obi, from that Rapids ride that you're talking about. I had one of those old metal POW MIA bracelets. I fell out of of the tube, landed on that arm, and apparently my body kept going, but the the bracelet stopped on the ground, and it ripped a hole down the side of my arm that, for whatever reason, didn't really bleed, but I had a gash. I walked around the whole rest of the day with this gash on my arm, and people going, you look like you're hurt there, and I'm like, ah, it's not bleeding, I'm fine. Finish the day out.
0: Because we were 12 to 16, 17 years old, we didn't care. It was like, just get me to the go-karts. So I can go drive the go-karts and the, 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 the action park dream. So I must've was to be old enough to drive the Indy cars. Like that was the the dream goal to get old enough to drive the Indy cars. And did you get to do it? No, I never, for whatever. I, I never, I don't remember ever driving the Indy car. So
1: either I didn't have my license or whatever the rules were, or I just stopped going by the time. I actually think they closed that whole half of the park, you know, this over the over the highway. Right. Um, the the action part of it, not the water park. I think they closed that before we were old enough. But my my goal was never to drive the Indy car. My goal was to drive the tank. Remember you used to shoot the tennis balls at yes. like the guys in the tank or you could be in the tank and you could shoot at other tanks and those those tennis balls were going like 100 miles an hour. That I wanted to drive one of those tanks.
0: I did drive the tanks. That was oh. the no, be glad you did it. It was so hot in those tanks. Those tanks were just, like me and my buddy Ray were in that tank, and we were sweating and just coughing. He was like, we just, it was
1: horrific. He couldn't control it because it was action park. Uh, he just kept banging into other tanks. It, I mean, it, was, it didn't have cannons. It had cannons on both ends, right? Yeah. That was yeah. a double seater, right? Yeah, absolutely. It was, it, it was nuts. It was nuts. So here's the other crazy part about it, and I guess to be honest with you, the way, I've grown up, the thing I really wanted to be old enough to do at Action Park was to drink beer. So this place had all this craziness going on, and they sold beer.
0: Yeah,. And so your, your chaperones, whoever they were, be it you know the boy Scout leader or, the, or your parents or the, or the guy down the street whose family went with, was in the, it, was, it was actually a ski resort. They were in the ski lodge. Drinking beer, not worried. they come out, they see the kids are still alive, have another two beers, and, and go back in. And So, you know, you had high, drunk, tripping on acid lifeguards, parents driving you
1: home drunk, rides that would kill you. It
0: was the best thing ever. It really was.
1: And I think you're forgetting a very important thing. Some of those water slides were really, really quick. And we all know really, really quick water slides move bathing suits around. Yes, And so do. one of the... I remember as a teenager, one of the greatest things to do was to just hang out at the bottom of the water slides, just waiting to see what would come floating by. This is true. This is true. Or,
0: you know, bring a girl with you. That's how I tried it once or twice. It was... Uh... Definitely a good plan because you're you're right. The bathing suits and those uh, warrior slides did not go hand in hand. Especially they had like one of the first kamikaze straight drop down warrior slides I ever saw. And of all the craziness that went on there, they were the ones that had like the netting in front
1: so you didn't fall off. Because so so when I went on that, that's when I knew it was serious. When I got to the top and I realized there was a net that was so steep that the net was there to keep you from like flipping out. That's when I realized, wow, this thing is dangerous. <laughs> and I tell you what, worst wedgie I ever got was when I got to the bottom of that one, even with my legs crossed. Absolutely. Your legs crossed did no good on that. that, that you know, because your, your legs went in the air on that first initial drop,
0: but <laughs> hit the wall bam! Oh. It was also the, uh, and the back end, there was like the, it was like a, I know, like a bumper it was like had like it was just a straight slide that had all these little bumps and oh, you, were surf hill. Enough, you went into the wall and i was heavy enough to go into the wall
1: so obi that's another another uh dangerous situation surf hill so if you remember you had a mat you had to go down on a mat because it was kind of like a, a vinyl hard rubber uh uh hill right and it, yeah. it went down and then If you went over to, like, lane 10, there was, like, a huge jump there, and you would leap over the bottom puddle, right? And that's how you hit the wall. And if you went lane 1, you're, like, a big wuss, and you went really slow, right? So I was up at the top, and I was, like, lane 6 or lane 7. It didn't really matter at this point, but I just knew I was going to go really fast. So I was holding my mat. I ran. I dove. I landed on the mat, and because the mat was wet and where I landed was dry, the mat stuck right there. And I went down the whole slide (laughs) bare-chested. (laughs) Woo! That was painful. I had like a permanent sunburn the rest of that day. Oh, and of course, it didn't stop you from going on any of the other rides. No, of course not. I was there. I had to have a fun day. But yeah, that sucked. (laughs) (laughs) I can imagine. You know the worst part? I still think the worst part is, you know, because everyone that was watching everyone do the jumps... I went down bare-chested. I get off, and people were like, oh, dude, that must have hurt. It was just my ego was crushed. Oh, yeah. I
0: mean, that, that was definitely a place where if you did not hang on to the ride the right way, or you, you tried to do a trick in the, uh, on the Tarzan rope or the cannonball thing that shot you out, and you failed, strangers were just like – It wasn't like the local pool where everyone knew you. No, know, strangers were
1: just like, dude, you blew it. Oh, oh you would get a – you would get it. You suck. You th- th- those chants. You get booed. I mean, it was like a performance park. You'd have to like your ego took a huge, huge, uh, you know, plummet You plummeted when you when you did something stupid like that. And as a guy, you never got cheered. No one gave a crap if you did something cool. Right? Yeah. yeah. You
0: you go to the Tarzan swing and you would be like, all right, I'm just gonna do, try to do the basic flip where it turns into a dive. You try to do more than that. You yeah. belly flop. People not making fun of you. And like you said. You see people do incredible things, and you're right. If it was a dude, it'd be like, golf clap. If it wasn't, if it was a a girl, of course, 21-year-old, I think at that time, drinking age might have been 18 in New York State, too. Just drunk people. It was was nuts. Class action, uh, if you see that special, it does a good job, an honest job, and yet somehow it doesn't capture the pure joy of being there uh, in your young teenage
1: years. Yeah, I would agree. And I would think uh, uh, many of our listeners probably have an action park story, too. Hopefully they can share with us uh, after they hear this episode. So, you know, keeping with that action park theme, you know, Obi, I'm just wondering, whatever happened to whammo slip and slides? Remember those yellow pieces of plastic that you hook to your garden hose, you put in your yard, and... You made a mess of your yard. I know that, but it seemed like every kid on my block had one. I would slide down those things, and you know my dad would be all pissed because his front yard would be ruined. But it was a great time, and and I never forget my aunt. She went down that thing, and I I still remember to this day. And we're talking thirty something years ago. She goes down that thing, and all I heard was, "Oh, oh, oh, ooh, it's cold." Ooh, ooh, ooh. <laughs> You know, and, and it's a great thing to get to from
0: Action Park because I think what happened to it is the spikes that held it down would cut people off, and they start cut people off, and they decide to get rid of it. They, they didn't have yeah, these,
1: that's, <laughs> probably went the way of jarts.
0: Yes, probably went the way of yarts. But you know, another one that you know could mess you up as a kid, uh, which is you know, I want to know what ever happened to it. Although I guess it turned into wall balls, asses up because that was a great game. I mean. You should take a, a racquetball and whip it at a wall. And the object was just to catch the ball and then whip it at the wall again. But many times you did not catch the ball cleanly. And then the object came to get to the wall safely. While well, some guy, usually the best, usually I'm telling you, you missed the ball. The guy who picked it up was always the best pitcher in the, out there playing with you. Will whip the ball at you as hard as they could. And if it was a racquetball, it usually hurt a little bit. If you got hit three times, then everybody got a shot because you stood on the wall, your ass up. And everyone took a shot hitting you in the butt with the racquetball, which was never fun. You guys
1: play that? I mean, I think it's a so, ball ball now. So, so, so asses up, I, 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 it's funny because it's clearly a Jersey thing or maybe not Jersey. It was not a New York thing because I didn't play asses up until I got to college. I got to Rutgers and guy, we were playing that in the lounge of our dorm. And so confined space had about 15 guys playing probably 15 feet from the wall, whipping this racquetball. And as you said, if if that racquetball touched you and you didn't get a clean catch on it, you were fair game. You had to get to that wall before they hit your ass or your back. I mean, you would get well, and we're talking 15 feet, Obi, you'd get welts and we'd play on a Friday or Saturday night after, you know, probably got a little buzz on and we would just, I mean, it was for blood. We, I mean, there was, we were this was not a game for fun. This was a game to hurt someone.
0: You know, actually, on occasion with the racquetball, if you threw it and you missed the guy's butt, it <laughs> would bounce back. So, uh, yeah, that was never really a, a fun time uh, to be the guy who got hit three times. But there was also like this, you know, it's three and. Then you became like, I've got to be brave. You know, I've I got to, you know, you never he really wanted to quit the game at that point when they should have. They'd be like, oh, you know what? The lunch lady's calling me now. Uh, but yeah, it was a general New Jersey lunchtime game that we played
1: every every school, I think. But there was there was an opportunity to, you know, we talked last episode about losing your man card. That was a game there you could lose your man card in. And, and yes, yeah, so if you quit, right, if it's your turn to go asses up and you're like, I got to go, that, that's quitting. But the bigger, the more subtle quitting that happened in that game were the guys that would just stop trying to catch the ball. Right, that's what I meant. Quit. Right? Yeah. Right. Because if you don't try to catch the ball, you can't miss the ball, and therefore have to get the ball thrown at you. So you would all of a sudden see guys like, you know, we've been playing for the last ten minutes, and you haven't gone near the ball. That you know, that's how you lose your man card in that game, and that Absolutely. happened. But like I gotta say, the room that small with a racquetball, you can. You could start aiming for that guy. You, you could, but you know, the you know, when we're talking 10, 15 guys, right, you're all crowded up. So you could just take a step behind somebody because somebody would always step in front of you, right? Right, right. You know, and then those guys, those guy, those guys were the very opportunistic wusses, right? Because they would step behind and then someone would step in front, bobble it, and they'd be the first to grab it and throw it at you. So they didn't want anyone thrown at them, but they had no problem throwing it at other people. That's, that's really how you lose your man card in this world.
0: Right, right there, absolutely. Absolutely. Hand it in. Of course, you're a freshman in college, you got a few years to earn it back.
1: Yeah, exactly. exactly. But then they started drinking uh, Zima and White Claw, and they never get it back.
0: Ever again. So, with, with that uh, throwback to last episode, I, I think that uh, I'd like to take this moment to remind everyone where they can find us. Uh, you can find us on uh, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, google anywhere you get your podcast remember to uh like us share this with people um make sure they know who we are leave us comments we really 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 want to hear your action park stories because we know you have one if you're listening to the show and uh comment it wherever you find us so that we can uh start to call you out and give shout outs to you remember the charm is that we suck